Well, hey there, I'm Cam of The Render Podcast. Today, I'm sharing my story of how it all started and what I wish I've known back then. Um, You might be in a spot of just starting your business really at any age, and maybe you've just graduated. Maybe you um, have this new idea and you want to start a business. Well, I'm going to share with you today some of the things that I unfortunately had to learn the hard way. So stick around, grab a pen and paper, and I'm going to share with you some of my tips. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. anniversary of having this business being on May 31st just a few days ago I wanted to share a little bit about how it all started some of the things that I wish I would have known and what I would have done differently knowing what I know now being in business for 11 years so I graduated in 2010 and I started my business right away like literally graduation day I started my business I ended up moving to Phoenix Arizona and ended up working on my business while also working at David's Bridal as I wanted to do weddings when I started. So what better place to meet brides pretty much when they begin their wedding planning process and buying a wedding dress. Um, I got to talk to all kinds of brides. Um, I got to talk to them about their dreams for their wedding, what they wanted to do, where they were getting married, and really just get to know people and um, people in the wedding industry, the clients that I hoped to work with. While I worked on my business plans and I worked at David's Bridal, I also went to New York Institute of Art and Design, and I did their wedding planning track to learn all about different styles, different traditions, um, all the cultures that come with uh, weddings, and I'm actually really happy that I did that because it really honestly gave me the knowledge that I still use to this day through rentals and floral and teaching our students through this podcast and our online course. So um, I'm so glad that I still did that, even though I might not do wedding planning today. Well, in 2014, um, about four years after doing wedding planning for those four years and bridal dress sales, um, I decided to move to Dallas, Texas for some personal reasons. And at the time, I decided to make a switch as well. So I had collected some decor pieces and rental items from clients who really just didn't want their decor anymore after their wedding. And I decided to start renting them out in 2012, so two years before I moved to Dallas, Texas. And when I moved in 2014, I went full on into rentals and I stopped doing the wedding coordinating side of the business. And over the years, we've hired staff. We've scaled the business to now offer rentals, floral, education, interdesign, um, and many facets within all of those. We service weddings and corporate events and social parties. We've got a lot of different sides of the business, but it's also because we've been in business for 11 years. So when I was younger, I first started my business, um, and I wish I would have known three specific things that I'm going to talk to you guys about today. Um, I'm going to talk to you about each one, 
But to begin, I'm just going to name those off real quick. Uh, the first one is that it's okay to go slow and not do all the things right away. I'm going to repeat that. It's okay to go slow and not do all the things right away. The second thing that I wish I would have known was I wish I would have prepped before it got busy. I wish I would have prepped before I hired and prepped before a busy season came. And then the third is um, I wish I would have made time for more important things in my life. When I was younger, I would work all the time. I would eat, sleep, and breathe work. And I didn't make time for family and friendships and um, extra things that I wanted to do in life. And so I wish I would have had um, some some better coping skills with working and not making a part of every day life. And so um, those are the three things that I'm going to talk to you about today. But I wanted to give you kind of a preemptively uh, look at what those are. So again, there it's okay to go slow, not do all the things right away. The second is um, prepping before it got busy. And the third is making time for important things in your life other than work. So let's dive into the first one, thinking it all needs to be done right now. And you need to scale as quickly as possible. Well, that's a complete lie. It doesn't have to be scaled overnight. It doesn't have to just go, 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 go. Um, it's okay to go slow. And I know that in today's day and age, and um, really for a long time, there has been this kind of stigma that says you have to do all the things and you have to be so busy. And um, you might be at a networking event or you might be um, talking to someone on the phone or being in an email and um, we say, oh, it's so busy right now, or I'm so busy, I'm so, so, so busy. And we take that as a good thing, right? We assume that to be busy is to be uh, successful or to be busy is to be um, needed and wanted. And being busy doesn't always have to be that way. You don't always have to be busy. It's okay to slow things down a little bit. And so I want you to know that it's okay to go slow, especially in the beginning, because you are learning things and you are adapting to what you are doing. And so it's okay to go slow. It's okay to take things at a slower pace than just being busy all the time. It's okay to set a goal as well for the future. Um, I am a huge goal setter. I'm an Enneagram 3. I love to have a goal and I love to have a plan to get there. And it's okay to have these big dreams and big audacious goals. But just because you have that big goal does not mean that it has to happen right now. It doesn't have to happen next week or next month. And so what I want you to know is that it's okay to have big goals. It's okay to have dreams and visions for your company, but it doesn't have to be done right now, right? We can have a goal that is set for months or years even later. Um, I have to remind myself about this all the time. Um, I am not great at slowing down. I love to be busy. I love to be doing something. Um, but what one thing that I'm really learning in the season that I'm in right now is that it's okay to have these goals and it's okay to have these dreams. It's also okay to sit in the fact that it's not going to happen right now, right? It's okay to think, I have this dream, I have this goal, I have this thing that I want to do, but it doesn't have to happen right now. Um, for example, so back in about... October, November, December or so, I was thinking about a new course that I wanted to put together. Um, I have talked about it a little bit on social media. I've talked a little bit about it and kind of hinted at it a little bit. Um, it'll be called Creative Biz Academy, and it'll probably launch next year. 
But I have these goals. I have these dreams. I actually almost launched it in December of 2020 because I am a go-getter and I wanted to get it done. I wanted to get it out there. But I was dealing with some things personally and I was dealing with our business and uh, we were hiring at the same time and we had all these goals and dreams and aspirations in closing out a year and especially a tough year like 2020. It was overly audacious of me to make this course, produce it, record it, do all the things and get it launched within just a handful of weeks. And so we put it on the back burner and we said, okay, I know that this is a needed thing. I know that we want to do this, but we're going to put this on the back burner for right now. We know it's coming. We're going to slowly work on it, but it doesn't have to be done right this second. It doesn't have to be done right this second. And so we decided to push the back date back to April of 2021. And so um, we had this good goal and good dream of getting it done and, um, and working on it slowly as we continued to go. But then life happens and, and business happens and events came back and we got even more busy than we were when we made the goal of having it done by April. And so I'm telling you that as a real time example of something that I'm still struggling with this to, to this day. And you will likely, if you're anything like me, struggle with it for the rest of your career. It's just, it, it is what it is. It's going to happen. And so when we have these goals and we have these dreams and you are starting a business and you're like, I want to have, you know, a 500 events next year, or I want to be so busy that I have to turn away business, or I want to have um, so much revenue through these streams of um, services that I'm providing or products that I'm providing, whatever it is that you do, fill in the blank for you, whatever it is that you do, there comes a point where you have these big goals, and you have these big dreams and we want them to happen tomorrow or we want them to happen next week or next month. But it's okay to say, I want this to happen. I want to be busy. I want to have this revenue goal. I want to have this um, product goal or um, team goal or anything goal-wise. But I want you to get okay with you just sitting in it and saying, it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure it happens, but it's not going to happen right now. So that's the first thing that I want you to know that it's okay to go slow and it's okay and it's in fact good sometimes to not do all of the things right away. And I know that's hard um, as someone who does a lot of things with our business. Like I said, we have a rental company and floral and education and interdesign. And so I know that if you are listening to this or watching this later and you are like, hey, I just started my business and I want to be like you or I want to be just as busy as you are. I want to have the same type of business. Well, I want you to understand it's taken 11 years, 11 years, more than one full decade to get to where I'm at right now, to get to a point where we have a strong team, to get to a point where um, we have this big building that we have. It's taken 11 years and I certainly did not start here. I started in my office at my house. <laughs> At my kitchen table, I started in storage units. Then I moved and grew and scaled over time. This was not an overnight success. And I have some friends here locally that um, I've become friends with in the more recent last couple of years. And they'll say, oh my gosh, you did this so quickly and you're so young and you, you know, turned around this business so quickly. Well, you didn't see the first 11 years or you didn't see the seven years before you knew me there's, it's, it's taken a while to get here. And so if you are starting a business, you're smaller and you, um, 
maybe started a couple of years ago, or maybe you started today, or maybe you're looking to start a business. Don't play the comparison game and say, look at what all of they have done. Look at how busy they are. Take it slow. Take it slow. Have the dreams. Have the goals. And, and those are good to have. It's good to have goals and dreams. But it doesn't all have to be done right now. It doesn't all have to be done next week or next month. It can be done next year or five years from now or 10 years from now. And it's okay just to be present in the business that you have and the life that you have and dream for those things and work on them. And you can have small little things that you're doing every day or every week or every month to get to that point. But don't kill yourself doing it. It's okay to take it slow. That's the first thing that I want you to know. It's okay to take it slow. All right, the second thing that I want to talk to you about is being prepped for when it does get busy. So like I said, it's okay to take it slow. But at some point, all this hard work that you're doing, if you're working on the right things, there's a difference between working hard and working hard on the right things, right? We could be working really hard on a whole bunch of things. But if they're not the right things that are going to move the needle, then they might not be the things that we need to work on, right? So I want you to really think about what you're working on and are they getting you to a point that's achieving your goals? And while I say that, I want you to also be prepped for when it does get busy. Because if you are working on the right things and you're working on the things that will make you busy or you're working on the things to get to a point where you can hire some employees and some help, you're getting... Um, all this work done to where you have multiple streams of revenue coming in or whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams are, whatever you um, want to achieve in the next year, five years, 10 years, be prepared for when it gets busy. Be prepared when it's time to hire. I hope you hear what I'm saying because I remember being so, so stinking busy and thinking maybe a year or two years before that, Man, I can't wait to be busy. Cannot wait to have people on my team. I can't wait to be so busy that I'm turning away business. But what I failed to do in the dreaming to getting to that place and the dreaming to being busy and having to turn away business because you're so busy was that I failed to prepare to be at that place. What I mean by that is I failed to get to a point where when I hired someone or when I was so busy that I didn't have the tools and the things and the resources and the uh, ways to do those successfully because I was dreaming and I was working so hard to get to that point. So what I want you to know is that um, if you are not being prepped for being busy and you're just rolling with your punches and you're just doing all the tasks and all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I need to hire, but you're not ready to hire. Your hire is going to be failed. If you're not prepped for the busy, if you're not prepped to hire, if you're not prepped to take on um, so much business that you are working so much, then we're going to fail in those things. Things are going to get missed. Things are going to be forgotten. You're going to have an email list that is so long that you have to respond to. You're going to have task list upon task list upon task list that you just can't seem to cross everything off of. And so I want you to think about right now, if you are not super busy, if you don't have staff yet, if you are in the um, hoping and the praying and the um, wanting stage of wanting what is to come, 
I want you to simultaneously work on what does it look like when that happens? What does it look like when you hire someone? So for example, in 2017, when I was going from like 50 events to 100 events, and we went from 100 events to 250 events, we went from 250 events to 500 events, we literally doubled our business over the years. And what I failed to do was in the 50 events, and when we were doing 50 events total for a year, that means like one a week, to doing 500 events a year, which is way more. What I failed to do is work on what does it look like to have 500 events. So in 2017, when I was getting ready to hire, when I was getting ready to make my first hire of Kaylee, who's on my team, you've heard her in the past on our podcast, and uh, perhaps you've worked with her or heard from her if you've been around for a little while. Um, when I was ready to hire her, I didn't have an employee handbook. I didn't have um, an employee favorites uh, list. I didn't have, I didn't even know what paperwork she had to fill out because I didn't prep for it. So there were certain key things that I was missing. I didn't even have a job title or a job description for her because I was so stinking busy that I just needed someone. Just needed someone. I was going to just give them things to do and I wasn't actually ready for her. And what I wish I would have done, what I wish I would have known was that I needed to prep for that while I was slow and while I wasn't busy. See, when we're not busy and we're not, we're not getting um, crazy time with all of our task lists and emails to respond to and employees to hire, when we aren't in that season, we think, well, what's the point? Why do I need to do that if, I don't, if that's going to be years from now? Well, you don't know that it's going to be years from now. It could be next month or two months from now. But you're going to get too busy and it's going to be um, a slow climb to that and you have the time now, but you won't later. And so what I want you to do while it's slow and while you are prepping for the busy season and while you're prepping to maybe hire in the next year or so is I want you to prep those things now while you're slow. I want you to prep those things now. If you are ready to hire, figure out what do you need that employee to have and to fill out before you hire them. Have an employee handbook. It does not have to be something official. It does not have to be what you would think an employee handbook comes uh, when you go sign up for a corporate job. It could just be a list of expectations. It could be a list of, hey, I want you to um, show up in business casual attire. I don't want you to show up in leggings. Or I want you to um, respond to emails this way. Or I want you to, whatever it is that you have an expectation for, write it down. It does not have to be something super official and 15 pages long. It could be just a one sheeter that says, hey, here's some simple expectations. And I might add to this list as we kind of get to know each other and get to a point where it feels normal to have somebody else here instead of doing it all alone. But put those things together before you hire. When you are in a busy season, so when you have, um, like at one point we were doing 20 events a week, um, and more specifically 20 events from a Thursday to a Monday. So like for a weekend, we were doing 20 events and it was crazy. It was crazy busy. And what we didn't do before it got busy, because we were hoping to get that to that point, but what we didn't do before we got there was we didn't have SOPs, which is a standard operating procedure. We didn't have SOPs. We didn't um, have these processes that said, you know, when um, an item goes out on Thursday and then it goes out on Saturday, what is the process to make sure that it's ready to go out on Saturday if it gets damaged or something like that? 
Um, we didn't have, you know, when we have multiple events, how are we scheduling our staff? Um, we didn't have those processes written down. We were just kind of doing it and just going with it. And that failed us because when we got busy, things broke. When we got busy, things got forgotten. I remember very specifically on a very, very busy weekend, um, my team calling me at, I don't know, 10 or 11 a.m. or so. And they said, hey, um, we're here at this venue and we have lamps, but we forgot the light bulbs and we forgot extension cords. Can you actually run to the warehouse and bring them to them? Because uh, we are about 45 minutes away from the warehouse. And I hated getting that call because one, we shouldn't have forgotten those things. And two, I was at my son's soccer game and I was trying to cheer my son on with his soccer team. But instead, I had to leave the soccer game to go to the warehouse to get those things to bring them downtown Dallas for the event that they were needed for. And why that failed and why I wish we would have prepped for that was I should have prepped my team and I should have had some SOPs ready for them to where there was a fail-proof way that we're not going to forget those things or um, think of any issue that in, in, in your business, maybe it's a shipping issue. Maybe it's a, um, communication issue. Maybe it's a, um, logistics issue, whatever that issue is for you. Are you prepped for it to happen? And if you're not, can you assume what might happen? Like put yourself in a scenario and maybe troubleshoot it and figure out, Hey, where are some ways that this process could get um, sticky. Where, the, where are there some ways that um, this might be stopped up or um, somebody's going to have to be called to help with something? So prep for that busy time. Um, another thing that has helped me prep for busy season and even in the midst of busy season is time blocking my calendar. Um, we have an episode that we did back in the end of 2020 that we'll link in the show notes all about time blocking and what that looks like. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, but what time blocking simply is, is you have your set amount of day or hours in your day and you plan out every single hour. You plan out exactly what you're going to be doing that day. Um, I typically do this from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to sleep, not just my work hours, but my work hours are equally just as important as the entire day. And so, um, for example, if I'm getting up at 5 a.m., I'm typically going to do a workout, get ready for the day from 6 to 7. I am getting my kids ready for school, getting school lunches made, um, getting them ready to go and, and out the door from 7 to about 8.30 or 9. I'm doing school drop-offs. Um, I have an electric car, so I have to go charge my car. And so that's what I'm doing from those times. And then from 9 to 2, I'm here at the office. And so typically on a um, any given day, I'll make sure that, hey, the first thing I'm doing is this, and the second thing I'm doing is this, and the third thing I'm doing is this, and here's the times of the day that I'm going to get those done. And then I know that when I leave here, I'm going to go do school pickups. I'm going to go get my kids and get them a snack and get them ready for dinner time. I'm going to be making dinner and then putting them, them to bed and then having my own little quiet time in the evenings. And so that's what a day in the life looks like for me, if you're curious. Um, but the way that I do this, I time block my day from the time I wake up to the time that I go to sleep. And why do I do that? Well, we're in a really busy season right now. Personally, I'm in a busy season. Business-wise, we're in a busy season. And so time blocking for me has been super helpful in being able to make sure I'm getting everything that I need to get done, done, um, and really kind of prepping for the week and what that looks like. 
I will say I'm not great at this all the time. I'm human, just like you. Um, and sometimes I don't time block. And then I pay for it later because I miss things and I forget things. Um, and things get pushed back because I don't time block. And so time blocking has been um, a game changer for busy time. Um, and then planning out longer term. So not like years in advance, but planning out um, month or months in advance. And so you might plan out your weeks, but what does the next month and three months look like? How can you, from a bird's eye view, kind of see what's coming and uh, plan ahead for that? Um, I learned from an educator long ago that um, she would prep for the next month. So if she was in January and she knew that Valentine's Day happens next month, well, she probably, with her kids, <laughs> she would say, um, I need to buy um, Valentine's for school and <clears throat> she might do some things traditionally in her household with her kids with Valentine's Day but she's going to prep for that in January so that when it comes to February 14th she's not looking at February 13th and saying oh crap tomorrow is Valentine's Day I need to go to the store and go grab some things now she's prepping for that beforehand so she's time blocking from a bird's eye view um, what the next few months look like and so I would encourage you to do the same I know that that has helped a lot for me. I take my uh, planning in quarters of the year. So I do January through March and then April through uh, July. And I keep going uh, through that <clears throat> or April through June. And so um, the three things that I do for being prepped for busy season is um, have SOPs, time block your days and your months, and then plan out months in advance. The third thing that um, I want to tell you about today as far as um, making mistakes when you're younger and in business and trying to figure that out, is that I didn't make time for important things in my life. What I mean by that is I didn't make time for friendships. I didn't make time for family. I didn't make time uh, for self-care <laughs> at all when I was younger because I was trying to work all the time to get to a point where I was busy, like we just talked about. And so what I want you to avoid doing is the same thing that I did. I didn't allow time for important things in my life. I worked all the time, meaning I ate, I slept, and I drank work all the time from sunup to sundown, not even sunup to sundown, from my time being up to my time going to bed, which was well before the sunrise and well after the sunset. I was working all the time. I was working all the time. Um, I dreamed about work even. I would come into the office or I'd open up my computer and um, think of, you know, I have this one dream that I always remember. And the reason why I remember it so well is because that snapped me out of not working all the time and actually making this a priority. Because I was dreaming about a spreadsheet. A spreadsheet. I was dreaming about an Excel spreadsheet. And if I remember right, it was something about like delivery fees or budgeting or something with numbers. But I was dreaming about a spreadsheet. Y'all, you should not be dreaming about spreadsheets. You just shouldn't. Um, and I remember it so distinctly because I remember thinking when I woke up that morning, I never want to dream about spreadsheets again. When our, we're in our dreams, we want to dream about um, lighthearted things. We want to dream about sunny days and um, whatever you want to dream about. And I doubt that spreadsheets is on the list of things that you would like to dream about. Um, but essentially, I worked all the time. I even worked in my sleep. 
And so I want you to take that with a grain of salt and take some time for yourself, take some time with friendships, take some time for your family and not work all the time. And it's easy to work all the time. For me, um, work, and when I'm working really, really well, it's fulfilling for me. It, it fills up my cup. I'm good at work. I love work. And um, it's fulfilling for me. And so my cup gets full up when I am working. But we have to find our value and our meaning outside of work. Yes, work is good. Yes, work provides for us but it shouldn't be the thing that fills our cup all the time. There should be other things that fill our cup. Work should not be the sole reason that your cup gets full. So for example, if this is your cup, your cup should not be full because you've worked so much. Your cup should fill up a little bit because you work and you're really good at it. It should fill up a little bit more with the friendships that you have in your life. It should fill up a little bit more with the family that you have in your life. It should fill up a little bit more with the self-care that you're doing. Whatever it is that is important to you and it's a priority to you, those are the things that should fill your cup up, not work only. And so when you eat, sleep, uh, drink, and, and dream about work all the time, that's the only thing that's going to be filling your cup. And so we have to think about work and the things that we do that fill our cup with what do we want our cup to be filled with? Probably work is one of them if you're good at it and you love your job. Uh, maybe you don't love your job and so you don't want work to uh, fill your cup. Find a job that you do like. But it should also consist of your friendships and your family and uh, love relationships and self-care and your faith and all these other things that fill your cup up. It shouldn't just be work. And so if we are working all the time, that's the only thing that's going to fill it up. Um, and similar to what I just talked about with time blocking and planning out, you really need to get really good at maximizing the time that you are at work. Right now, for me, for example, I'm only working from about 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. because I've got to drop my kids off at school and pick my kids up as a single mom. And so because I have to do that, I have to be really strategic in, at maximizing my time at work. And so you might have a lot to do on your plate. And when I was working from the time that I woke up to the time I went to bed, I'll be really honest with you right now. I was not working all of that time. I was filling my mind with dreams. I was filling my mind with um, maybe browsing on Facebook and going through groups and thinking that, oh, this is work. I'm, I'm engaging in work stuff. It's not really work all the time. And so when we are doing that, we want to make sure that if we want to have a life outside of work, if we want to make time for important things in your life, like friends and family, that you set some business hours and you set some hours that you are working. And it's really, really easy to overextend that as an entrepreneur and someone who has these big dreams and big goals that you want to do. It's easy to work on them. Um, but we need to set some boundaries around that. So if you want to work from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or um, whatever time block that works for you, it does not have to be the same that everybody else chooses. But when you have these time blocks, if this is the time that I'm working, you do need to get really, really good at maximizing that time and being super intentional with that time, being that you are only working during those hours. You're not answering emails after the time that you are done working. Um, granted, there's going to be times that you might have to work a little bit later and you might have to answer some emails outside of those hours, but it should not consume your life. You should not 
eat, sleep, and drink your business 100% of the time. And I'm sure there's some educators out there that might disagree with me. But to have a fulfilling life outside of your job, it's important to put some boundaries around those. And so those are my three things that I wanted to share with you as far as being a young entrepreneur and things that I wish I would have done. I wish I would have known um, had I known these things prior to that. So the first one to quickly recap is um, I want you to make sure that you take it slow. You don't have to get it all done right now. You can make these goals and make these dreams and set them for a future date. The second thing is I want you to be prepped for the busy season. You might be dreaming of being busy, but if you're not prepped for it, it's going to fail. And so prep during the slow time to be busy. And then the third is make time for important things in your life, like friends and family. Um, it's super important, and you're going to regret not having those if you don't make them a priority. All right, so those are my tips. I hope that you learned something today from the podcast. Um, if you want to hear something on the podcast that we have not covered yet, shoot us a DM on our Instagram, and we'd love to hear from you. But thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week.